Yeah, he says, look, when your back is against the wall, man, you got to seek the face of the Father. You've got to know that Christ is there. He never leaves you nor forsake you. You're listening to Treasure Truth with Pastor and author James Ford Jr., Senior Pastor of the Christ Bible Church in Chicago. I'm Steve Hiller. Glad you're with us as we continue the message. When your back is up against the wall, and Pastor, as we began to talk about yesterday, when we feel like our back is up against the wall, as you said, we, we go to Scripture. Um, but you said just a moment ago, you gotta, you got to seek the face of the Father. For the person who maybe is a, a young believer, or maybe they don't even know Christ yet, and they hear you say, seek the face of the Father, what does that mean? Uh, well, you know, uh, God is our Father, and He tells us that we pray our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. And so we go to him. See, here's the point, Steve. We have to make God our first response and not our last resort. Yeah. Uh, and in my home, I serve a, a, a very strategic and important role. Uh, I kill bugs. <laughs> yeah. uh, if we get a mouse in the house, uh, I, yours. I yep. get rid of the mouse. You know, my wife really knows when to seek me. And I could tell uh, that she wants me for an emergency uh, because her voice is very high <laughs> and uh, she doesn't call me what she usually calls me, which is Sonny. That's my nickname. She'll say, James! <laughs> you know, and I yeah. say, oh, Lord, this is a job uh, for the mighty husband. Yeah. <laughs> well, well yeah. it's the same thing. Uh, what do we do when we are in trouble or backs against the wall between the rock and the hard place? Man, you go first to the person that you believe is going to be able to help you. Yeah. And that ought to be the father. Well, and for many, uh, they absolutely identify with what you're saying. Go to Christ, go to God the Father, cry out to him in prayer. But there may be times where you feel like I've done that and he's not responded and I'm weary of this burden that I'm carrying. I'm weary of this, this pressure that I'm feeling. When you begin to uh, feel that, that wearisomeness, when you're going to God and going to God and you, know, you, you just feel like he's not there and he's not hearing your prayers and he's not responding, how do you keep going? Now, now you know what? You probably could relate to this, but many of our listeners, especially if they're millennials, they won't understand this next statement uh, because I'm going to sound like a broken record. They don't know what a record is. Right. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I was talking to a young person who didn't know what a cassette tape was. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but here it is. Be not weary in well-doing for you will reap if you don't give up. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 talks about why we shouldn't give up. Even when I feel like giving up, and sometimes I will stop praying, seeking his face, but I know it's the only refuge that I have, and so I go to him. Just keep going and keep going keep and keep going. going. Well, right now we're going to go to 2 Chronicles chapter 20, so I hope you'll join us there as we continue the message when your back is up against the wall. Here is Pastor Ford. 
God wants to do something uh, that shows he can do the impossible. And Jehoshaphat demonstrates what to do when your back is against the wall. There are four responses. Here they are. I'm only going to do one today. And I'm going to be down and dirty and quick with it. But here it is. Here it is. The whole chapter. First thing you got to do is focus on the person of God. Verses 3 through 5. Focus on the person of God. Then, uh, verses 6 through 13, you have to have fervency in prayer to God. Fervency in prayer to God. Then, verses 14 through 17, you have to have faith in the promises of God. Faith in the promises of God. And then, number four, you have to fixate on praise to God, 18 through 22. So, let's look at it. Let's look at it. What's the first thing he did when his back was against the wall? I already read the verses. It says, he feared and set himself to seek the Lord. Notice what happens. He feared. In other words, first of all, why tell that he feared? Because there's a certain attitude of humility that we must have when our back's against the wall. That we must go to God, because that's the first thing he did. He sought the Father. Hey, who's your first response? Do you go to big mama? Do you go to your spouse? Do you go to your pastor? Do you go to your job? Do you go to your bank account? Where do you go? Man, I learned that long ago. That woman sitting right there. Good to see you in church today, baby. You didn't had bronchitis, pneumonia, bronchitis again. You know, oh, I'm telling your business. But she taught me long ago. I was taking some youth to our camp when we had a camp. Our denomination had a camp, Camp Hippery. On the way up, my station wagon caught on fire. And uh, one of our own police officers I told you about before, he was the police officer that was patrolling that area. God had already set it up so that everything would be fine. He called another brother, had him take the kids to camp. He brought me back home. I come home and told her, listen, baby, we got to go ahead. We got to get a car. I got to have a car. I can't be running around. It was a hoopty anyway. And I can't be running around with a hoopty. You know what she said to me? She said, would you please pray first? You ain't even pray. You ain't even ask God whether he wants you to buy a car or not. And, I, you know, I didn't want to tell her I'd already gone over on Western, you know, and talked to a salesman. I said, oh, you're right. I didn't. Here's what happened. Ed, Ed Casper came and said, my grandfather died in Canada, left three vehicles. Uh, we're giving them they're practically brand new, but my vehicle is only two years old. Can you use it? Yeah, yeah. who'd you ask first? Here, Jehoshaphat's in, a, in a, who could he have gone to? He could have gone to his counselors. He could have gone to the priests. He could have gone to the Levites. He could have gone to the princes. He could have went to his army. But no, he understood that you focus on the person of God. He sought the Lord. He's not even looking at the enemy, at the circumstances. He's saying, you're the only one that can help us. He focuses his attention on God. That's what happened uh, to Peter uh, when he failed. He was walking on the water. And then what happens? He takes his eyes off the face of Jesus and puts his eyes on the fearful circumstances, and he began to sink. That's why the songwriter said, turn your eyes upon Jesus. Look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of his glory and grace. He seeks the Father. Here's what I put on Facebook. Here's what I, I don't go in there very often, uh, a couple times a week, uh, but uh, this week, here's what I put on there this week. Is Jesus your main line or is he just your sideline? Remember, he's looking for a bride and not a girlfriend. You heard that before. And he doesn't shack either. He wants an everyday relationship, not just a Sunday morning visit. Go ahead and say, hmm. 
And then I put this, the thing I say all the time, everything is out of place when Jesus is not in first place. Come on, say it with me. Everything is out of place when Jesus is not in first place. Everything is out of place when Jesus is not in first place. Look at your neighbor, help me preach this thing. Say, neighbor, neighbor. is Jesus your first response? Or is he your last resort? Yeah, he says, look, when your back is against the wall, man, you got to seek the face of the Father. You've got to know that Christ is there. He never leaves you nor forsake you. Here's the second thing he did. Here's the second thing he did. He set a fast. He called for a fast. He proclaimed a fast throughout all Judah. What's Judah mean? Judah means praise. Yeah, and so he's the king over Judah. There's a secession, and it's like uh, the north and the south, and in the north is Israel. And Judah was the one that followed the Lord, because Judah means praise. And so he called together the praisers, and it means praise. And so God is looking for praise. So he sets a fast. Now, what does the word fast mean? It comes from the Greek word soon. Say soon. You know what it means? To shut the mouth. Man, a whole lot of people need to fast, huh? <laughs> to shut the mouth. In other words, what is fasting? Let me break it down. Bottom line, come on, Pastor Ford, get to it. Here it is. When he calls a fast, what he's doing, he's saying, we got a national problem. We need a national fast. See, when we got uh, church problems, we need a church fast. And I know what you're thinking. You're going to call one. Yes, I am. And I'm going to give you all the material. I'm going to pass it out. And we're going to do some fasting about our, our note on this building. We're going to do some fasting about our evangelism and doing something uh, in this community. I'm, I'm contacting the, the alderman of this community. And I'm telling him, we want you over here. We want to do, develop some strategies for our church and other churches that want to do the same thing. We want Terror Town to be changed uh, to Triumph Town. That's what we want. And we want to do something. Uh, that can help make a difference. Now, we are, and I thank God for you, because we're making a difference in the lives of a lot of people in this community. Uh, but we can do more. We can get out there and witness and share Christ. We can't win everybody, but I guarantee you we're going to win somebody. Amen. Amen. And so he calls a fast. Why? In Isaiah 58, Isaiah 58 gives us one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight reasons why you fast. I'm going to drop them. I'm not going to push them. Why did Jehoshaphat need to set a fast? Why does Pastor Ford need to set a fast? Here it is, uh, verses one through three. It's symbolic of our repentance. It's a symbol that we're repenting. Amen. Number two, number two, verse four, it strengthens our prayer life. It strengthens our, so, so you're not going to be a prayer warrior if you never include fasting in your praying. Yeah, no, number three, verse five, to seek God. It's a, it's a way where you're saying, look, I'm seeking you more than my necessary food. So there are three 40-day fasts in Scripture, and they were, they were done by three 40-day fasters. They fasted for 40 days. Moses, Elijah, and Jesus, and each of them tells us one of the three reasons that you fast. Moses fasts for the worship of God, Elijah fasts for the work of God, and Jesus fasts for the will of God. And so we fast for the worship, the work, and the will of God. Then verse 5b, to subjugate the flesh. 
You see, if you are fasting, and if you're doing a total fast, you know how that is. If anybody's ever done a three-day fast here, a three-day total fast, no water, no food. Okay, there's a few of us. And do you know how difficult that is? Whenever your body is saying, feed me, feed me, feed me, and you're in your ride, for example, and you driving down 79th Street on your way out to uh, uh, Vincennes, and you ride by that little strip where they got Harold's, where they got the uh, Doc's Fish, where they, where they have uh, 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 Subway, where they have uh, that little Chinese place right there on the corner, and all of those odors you caught by the red light. And all those odors are assailing your nostrils and you haven't eaten anything and you only got two more hours to make it. And you're on your way to Sam's Club. And when the light turns green, instead of making the right hand turn, you go straight. That's what fasting does. And so it's an argument from the less to the greater. In other words, if I can turn down that chicken wing then if I keep doing that kind of thing, I'll be disciplining myself. I'll turn down that toke. I'll turn down other things as well. You're listening to Treasure Truth, a message from Pastor Ford entitled, When Your Back is Up Against the Wall. And we'll get back to this teaching in just one moment. You know, if you ever have a question about something you hear on the broadcast, you can always ask Pastor Ford. Who knows, you might even hear the answer on an upcoming broadcast. But you can reach us, give us your feedback, or ask a question when you come to our website, treasuretruthradio.org, and click on the contact link. We'll make sure that Pastor Ford does see those emails and does hear from you. Again, our website address is treasuretruthradio.org. Back to the message. Again, here is Pastor Ford. Then in verse... uh... 5C, submission before God, to humble yourself before him. Verse 7, to have sensitivity to the poor and needy. When your belly's growling and you see somebody that's homeless, you have a second thought about whether or not you're going to help him. And then finally, the reason he called is salvation or deliverance from enemies. So he sets a fast. Why? So they could be delivered from enemies. I'm going to tell you, I'll never forget it. Uh, I've shared with you that I was the uh, evangelism person at my home church and I got the choir out. I never told you about this. Uh, one day it was just a group of guys. There's about nine guys. We're going out witnessing on Brushton and Kelly, y'all. And you know that's the hot spot. So we go out there and Pastor, uh, Pastor Tim Metcalf is with us. Y- y'all remember Pastor Tim? He- he's my friend in, in Indiana, PA, and he's, he's Anglo brother. And uh, he was with us as well. So we're, we're witnessing, sharing tracks and everything. And so I've been off the street now about two, three years. So don't nobody know me anymore. You know, all my, all my guys is dead or in jail or, you know, ain't nobody paying attention to them. So these guys come around, younger guys, and they surround Tim. And they're trying to take his wallet. So we all come over, you know, and we say, what, what y'all doing, man? You know, we getting ready to get his wallet. And we getting ready to get y'all wallet, too. So it's like everybody looking at me. I don't know why they always looked at everybody. But they were. I'm serious. They were looking at me because I was like the leader. I'm the one who got them out there. I can see it in their face. See, you got us out here and you see what's happening? Do something. And I say, bro, no, 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 no. Y'all not going to do this now, now. So they start, you know, going to the hip thing. What you mean we ain't going to do something? Now, and I, I told them, I said, after we got done, I said, aren't you glad? Because for, for seven of them, it was the first time they'd ever been out on the street witnessing. And so only me and my brother-in-law, Bill, had been out before. 
And so we had prayed, and I had told them, this is the first time we're going out as men. Let's fast, and we fast and pray. We, we, we stand in there, and I'm saying, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? Man, we, you know, maybe we just give up the wallets. I don't know. You know, and then all of a sudden I heard, hey, what's going on out here? It was my brother, Juice, who wasn't saved and who was still in the street. Now, I shared with you before, I shared with you how he was. Uh, my brother still has a reputation. Everybody knows uh, he went to prison twice for killing people, okay? So they knew. So he said, what's going on out here? And uh, I said, hey, hey, Juice, how you doing, man? He said, what's up, Sonny? What's going on out here? And, and, and so I said, man, they talking about taking our wallets. What? Y'all know, y'all know who this is? It's my brother Sonny. You know Sonny. Five years ago, he used to rule these streets. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, you ain't bothering none of them. Get on back in the bar. They filed on in the bar. Man, we said, man, thank you, Juice. I said, man, look. I said, man, and we still joke about this today. Because I told him, I said, I said, man, look at how good God is. He said, what you mean? They's about to rob you. I said, see how God, good God is? He sent us deliverance by the devil. So the devil told his demons to leave us alone. We still laugh about that today. He said a fast. Why? You know it. We did it on Wednesday night. Oh, that's right. More than half of y'all didn't even hear it. We talked about Luke 9, 1, where it says he gave them power over all demons. Then Luke 9, 40 and 41, a man brought a demon-possessed child to them, and they couldn't cast them out. Wait a minute. Luke 9, 1, he gave them power over all demons. Luke uh, 9, 40, 41, but there was one they couldn't cast out. Matthew 17, why couldn't they cast them out? Come on, everybody that knows their Bible, let's say it together. Because this kind cometh forth by nothing but fasting and prayer. That God is saying, yes, I gave you power. Yes, you have the ability to take control over this. But there's something I want to know. Are you serious about paying off this building? I want to know, are you serious about getting free from drugs or from alcohol or from a codependent relationship, from jealousy, from malice, from envy? I want to know, are you serious? Or show me how serious you are. Stop eating. Stop eating. And instead of eating, pray. And then I'll know you serious. And then I'll set you free from those who have you in bondage, whether it be spiritual, social, emotional, psychological, material, financial. I don't care what it is. Show me how serious you are. Hmm. Yeah. And here's the last one. Let's wrap this thing up. He stood with the faithful. Ooh, I am so hurt that our projector went out. Because you know what I would show you? I would show you a two-minute clip from 2003. What's in the clip, Pastor Ford? I'll tell you what's in the clip. What's in the clip is a 13-year-old girl who won the Toyota National Singing Contest at 13. And as a reward, Toyota had her sing the national anthem on the final game of the Western Championship Finals. It was the seventh game. And she got out there, and she starts singing, and she could sing. She belted it out. Oh, say can you see? She was belting it out. 
all of a sudden, she's looking at the audience and she freezes. Now, when I'm watching this, I'm saying to myself, I know why she froze, because I'm a pastor and I have to preach to some of you. <laughs> and I, I focus on the ones that smile. And then I can always tell when I didn't hit somebody with the word because they were smiling, but then all of a sudden. <laughs> so she froze. Now, I don't know if anybody saw it. This is back in 2003, but you can Google it. That's all you got to do. Mo Cheeks and, and, and the 13-year-old girl. That's what I'm, I, I uh, Google. So uh, she, she froze. Into the camera came Maurice Cheeks. They call him Mo Cheeks. He was one of the coaches. He said, I'm going to help you finish. And she started. He fed her the words. They sang together. Now, you could hear him. He could not sing. He was worse than me. Now, look at somebody say, that's bad. That's bad. But here's what happened. She finished with her, and he mouthed all along the way. And she made it through. And both of them got a standing ovation. And you know how basketball players, you know, slap each other as they're leaving and all that? As he was going back to the bench, everybody did that to him. Go, Mo. Go, Mo. You help her to make it. See, the third thing he did was he stood with the faithful. See, there are people who are faithful, available, and teachable. And, and, and they need to stand together because many hands make light work. You see, I'm telling you, there's work that could not happen in this church unless there were people who loved the Lord who were faithful, available, and teachable. But there are those that Jehoshaphat knew that he could come and join hands with because they were faithful people who were ready to do the worship of God according to the will of God, so they could do the work of God. You say, what's this all about? It's all about the fact that there's an enemy coming against everybody. Yes. That do you know Christ's Bible, there are demons that have been assigned to our church to destroy it, but we can come together because we have Jesus. What a truth that is to wrap up our program with. We have Jesus. You know, if you have Jesus, I'm sure that you're encouraged by that truth, that it makes you grateful for the salvation that he has given you. But if you're listening today and you don't know Jesus, maybe you've heard about him, maybe you grew up going to church at some point in your life, and you know, you know some of the stories of God, you know, made Adam and Eve and Then there was this guy, Jonah, who got eaten by a big whale, and uh, Daniel got thrown into some lion's den, but they didn't eat him. You know some of these stories from the Bible, but you don't know the Bible story, how it points to Jesus, and how you can know that Jesus in a personal way. Man, I am so glad you're listening. I hope you'll keep listening. And if you kind of feel that nudge in your spirit, that prompting, that says, come to Jesus, begin that relationship with him, accept the forgiveness that he offers to you, man, come to him. He will not turn you away. We need to come to him in repentance and faith. And basically what that means is acknowledging the fact that we've all sinned. We don't live up to God's standard. And because of that, we're separated from him. But God in his love and in his mercy sent his son. Jesus went to the cross, paid for the penalty of the sin of those who will come to him in faith. 
And if you want to come to him today, let me encourage you to call this number. It's 1-888-NEED-HIM. That's 1-888-NEED-HIM. Someone would love to talk with you about knowing Jesus. Well, thanks for listening today. I also want to say thanks to our producer, Amy Rios. For Pastor Ford, I'm Steve Hiller. Treasure Truth is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.